0: Previously, on Droughtland.
1: Escorted from the wreckage of the Backerholt lift by the newly formed tribe of Kalvek, a small group of humans are brought before the Vakal tribe's new pathfinder, Vraltuk. Sporting relics of tribal warriors and preaching revolution, Vraltuk tasks the human survivors with delivering a message to the surface. The Calvec are coming for what is theirs. As always, I'm your narrator, Jay Muskrat, here to remind you that our show is intended for adult audiences only and listener discretion is advised. And now, without further ado, thanks for listening and welcome to Droughtland. <laughs> chapter 13 a skirmish of scavengers yeah
2: i just want to walk up to the calbeck lady that walked us down here and just represent her with my receipt
1: as you guys <laughs> as you guys are ushered out the front of this building Vraltuk has left through the staircase that he that he entered through um As you guys walk out the front of the building, the Calvex that had walked you here, a couple of them including um, Islay, are standing outside. They have your weapons, and they begin to distribute the things back to you guys. You can tell that everything has been unloaded. They have bags of ammunition that appear to be on their belts, basically. So they've given you back the weapons. They're not active right now, though. They also hand every single human a small scroll that's or like like a small canister on a um, on a bandolier for being held, and it's got a uh, it's got the the Calvec hand and the name of the tribe written on it, and Islay says. You must carry
2: these as you travel through the mine. Our men will know not to mess with any humans who have these. If you lose them, your life may be forfeit. You may meet one of our. <clears throat> more radical members, if you will. So hold on to these as you would in your life.
0: Well, I better keep a hold of that. You know, as a pastry chef, I have butter fingers quite often. Evan, oh my goodness. Evan,
1: <laughs> as the Calvec are handing these out, one of them walks up to you and he goes to hand it to you and he's, oh, uh, Mr. Brewer, it's good to see you down here. Uh, I trust you're doing well. And you recognize that he's one of the guys that you've been working with. Yeah.
3: Well, could be better but all things considered
1: not too bad how about yourself friend ah uh, can you not believe what we've done here isn't that this is exactly what you always talked about we've come together to support and our own kind
3: than what i was talking when i was thinking about
1: us all doing it together but we we are because, doing it together the calveco finally with, with me with humans
3: yes this is not necessarily the outcome that i would have wished for but it is possibly be- it is definitely better than what we have currently
1: perhaps our example uh, will lead your people to finally put aside their differences and band together in a way that does not see class division we can only hope you guys kind of begin to like get into this little chat about like the idiosyncrasy dynamics of these two different things and then finally like whoever his supervisor is is like one step down from Islay, like comes over and like elbows him and the like when a server is talking at work sort of thing and it's like hey get back to your table <laughs> like <laughs> so you guys are escorted to the edge of the camp it's back into the tunnel system did they yeah. give me
2: back my iridium and my nerve toxins
1: not the iridium but the nerve toxins yes i just
2: want to hold out my hand to the lady and be like hey I had iridium. It was only five discs, dude. I'm a businesswoman. I know you have more.
1: She pulls out the receipt and looks over it and then hands it to you. And there's no iridium written on it.
2: They didn't put it on there. You didn't check. <laughs> <laughs> you said they gave me a receipt of everything that I gave
0: them.
3: Yeah, but you didn't check.
0: Come on. You guys suck. Um, excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. Um, before i hand my receipt back like, can, I, can i borrow a pen real quick
1: the yeah she hands you uh all right cool. and, and i kind
0: of like i right quickly like oh, like do one of those what's that thing kind of point up and kind of <laughs> scribble on there a pound of pre-sifted flour and kind of just <laughs> pass it like at the bottom of it and just pass it off because that's what you need, is a pound of pre-sifted flour that's pretty heavy, a pound of
1: flour. So you guys are escorted to the edge of the camp, which continues into the tunnel system that makes up level four. Now, we should have the map version of that somewhere. A map, map,
0: map, map. map. It's a map. It's
1: a map. So if you guys look at level four, you guys were just at point number four. Now this was the Now this level, level four of Mine, was the level that had the two um, big docks that came out, which was actually where Ruben and Evan had initially jumped off of the lift and landed on the dock. Now those docks were completely wiped out by the collapse of the lift support and the dock from the top level. So what is there is basically like a bunch of burning, tattered remains of what was a big massive wooden structure. So you guys were at point four, which is on one side of the backer old mine, and you need to get to point to point number one. Now you can cut through the bigger sort of open chasm here that's got some some small ponds of like fouled water in it. or you guys can go around the long way, which is the more um, the more traveled like uh, usually taken tunnels. So you guys are escorted through this smaller tunnel that leads off of the big cavern that is full of the Calvec, sort of obviously the central hub of where the Calvec are. Um, Up to this point, you guys have gone through this back network of tunnels that they had discovered, opened up, whatever. And now you guys are faced with the reality of a backer hole that has massively changed its structure thanks to this massive earthquake. So every time that you guys continue a little farther into it, you have to roll on the encounter table, which we haven't done, I think, since the very first episode, which we, I think we were rolling to see what killed Friedrich. So who <laughs> wants to go ahead and roll? Are we um, doing that with a d20? It's a d10, Is it just or no, I'm sorry. It's a d8, I believe. Let me, second. hmm Ooh, Bop, bop, doo, bop. This not is not like the first song. day that I haven't had Mbob
2: stuck in my head. Why, do you do Why are you desecrating the song by thinking
4: it wrong?
1: Okay. All right. What did we get on the D8? A six. A six. So that is going to need another D6 roll to determine how many of this thing you guys encounter.
2: Three.
1: <laughs> Three. Okay. So fortunately, this is about as average as it gets. As you guys uh, are... As you reach the edge of the Calvec camp and the escort that has been walking you guys out leaves you, a uh, reminder you guys have nine more people with you, so that brings your group of survivors, um, let's see, it was 22, it was four Calvec, so it was 18, add another nine, so we're at 27 total survivors. As you guys reach the end, the edge of the Calvec camp and the escort that has been walking you guys out, leads you to continue on your own. They do hand you back your ammunition. Now they're not super great about sharing or about um, maintaining who had how many. So we're going to reroll ammunition. Let's do four D20s for Ruben, five D20s for um, Caleb and Evan. So Baja and uh, Evan. You said five? Five D20s, yeah. And then for the sisters, I'd say one D20 each.
2: Even though I have a gun?
1: What, what is your current gun?
2: My current gun is the ball and pin shotgun.
1: Yeah, okay. The
4: double barrel.
1: The double barrel shotgun. So, yeah, still got me really the D20, one D20. Just one.
4: Now, before we go schlepping
1: around here to
4: whatever nasties we're going to find down here, this is an important question. Who here has a, a good ability with guns? Because I have a gun that I'm carrying that really won't do me a hell of a lot of good because I already carry two pistols.
2: I actually I've got shotgun proficiency. Which is why I grabbed what I did. I we keep a, a, a shotgun under the bar, things get rabbby.
4: I'm better in a like hand-to-hand so, combat than I am with <laughs> weapons, honestly.
2: I'm gonna give you my small knife.
1: Let me just state that the gun that he's offering up is a clockwork pistol, which means you can fire it ten, up to 10 times before you have to reload it. It does have a worse role for confirming crit hits, so it is more likely to jam. But if someone was, say, tossing grenades with one hand, mm-hmm. your two-handed repeater, you won't also be able to do that with it. Yeah. So if you want the clockwork pistol as a secondary to be able to do that, you would be able to switch to basically dual wielding a yeah. pistol and a
3: I don't. I'm not. Uh, I I know how to use a repeater. So. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I can always you know sling it on my back and then t- chuck it off.
1: All right. So you rolled a six on the encounter table, which this is a custom encounter table for back or hold Mine. Go ahead and roll a d6 for how many. I did. It thing? was a three. You got a three. Okay. That is pretty lucky. So as you guys are um, exiting the uh, the thinner tunnel that connects these two larger uh, caverns and the area is sort of opening back up. Now this cavern that you're entering into is, um, it's sort of steep, it's not a good one for Zanaba camp, which is why there's not like a bunch of Calvec camped here. It's uneven, there's pools of fouled water here and there, and uh, there's a lot like a lot of really ragged ground, but that does mean it's a perfect sort of ambush spot. So as you guys are piling out the front here, the six of you and friendly Dr. O'Bara are the ones that are taking the lead. And all of a sudden a, uh, a bullet cracks through the air and snaps into the rock formation above one of you guys. There are clearly someone in this cavern is camped out with a rifle. So we, real quick, need to roll initiative. Now I know Ruben and Coriander are gonna go at the top, so just roll between the two of you. That's just whoever gets the higher on the dice, basically.
4: Three.
1: And we're doing this because we have an equal dexterity? Because you both have fast reaction
2: Because time. we both have fast reaction time, and although your dexterity is higher, we're mixing it up occasionally to not ensure that works nine. you're always first, but you are. Okay, so
1: Reuben, uh, Reuben, friendly, has his own initiative, but he will also do what you want for him to do if you'd like, so you can tell him to point and shoot at someone.
3: So he's an animal companion?
0: Essentially.
1: What'd you guys all get? I got
0: a right, got a three.
1: A three? Okay.
4: Lavender got an eight.
1: Ten non-natural. Eight. Okay, so Reuben, that puts you at first.
4: I'm handing Friendly the spring pistol since nobody else wanted it. Okay. So at least he has the ability to fight. Cool. Armed. Then I'm activating my defense drone and I'm looking to see if I can figure out wh- where the, the rifle shot was coming
1: from. Where they're at. Now you have fast reaction time. Do you have situational awareness? I have situational,
4: situational awareness uh, as well as danger sense.
1: Okay, so add both of those. Okay. And then add your perception. And acute sight if you have it? I do. Uh, Okay, so that's three, six,
4: plus perception, right? Mm -hmm. Nine on top of the five, so that's
1: 14. Okay, so you get one location at nine, you get one location at 11, and one location at 13, which means you see three different sniper positions basically. So if you're looking um, at this sort of cavern, they're gonna be um, at roughly like 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock and two o'clock. Um, and they're at the top of like, what is, I don't want to call it like a hill cause it's in a cave, but you know how like sometimes the ground will slope and there used to be like a water run there. So it's like that, you have to kind of charge to get up to them. You definitely have the disadvantage here. It's almost a cathedral room, if you will. And you would be uh, tantamount to where the stage is and they're getting fired on from like the back box. (laughs) Okay,
4: I'm turning to Friendly and telling him where they're located. Okay. And having him pass that on to the rest of the group without yelling it out loud so they're aware that we are aware.
1: So Hopefully, how far away are they? Immediately, so the next one in an initiative from Friendly is gonna be Evan, so I'm gonna, you know. I, thought I was next. But after Friendly, Evan, they're over there. And he passes that information on to you.
3: But How far roughly?
1: I'm gonna say that they are about 100 feet, 100 and like 120 and maybe 140 because they're kind of spread out like this. Okay. There is one last piece of thing, piece of information I need from looking.
4: Yeah. And that is, is this like a, uh, a box area so that is there any way to access the level that they're at from flanking them one side or the other
1: Mm, um not really because of the way that like the rock formations are like it's sort of the whole room i would say that the room would be like Like rounded yeah probably and so you could probably like go around like the far side and there would be some stalactites and there would be some cover, like you're not totally exposed, but there's not like a real good flanking route necessarily. Okay. okay. You cool. could maybe you do that with a up, high stealth right. roll or if they're looking at firing at someone <clears throat> else though. What were you saying, Quirin? You said they're up, right?
2: They're mm-hmm. Like above us. Yeah.
1: Basically just imagine like an amphitheater and they're up at the top. So like there's no obvious like path on each side but there's cover and stuff that you could attempt a stealth route, it would be difficult. I would say you could actually go ahead and maybe enroll in intelligence and stealth to try and get a nice path. If you get, uh, we'll do a negative two. If you pass with a negative two, then you can like <coughs> establish a route to start on. Okay, I
4: will do that um, so that I can point the point it out because my plan is to go straight up the middle. Gotcha. Uh, six plus intelligence is three is nine. I have no stealth.
1: No stealth. No. Okay. The best I got is
4: again the situational awareness.
1: You, I would say you could add that. Uh,
4: then that would be eleven. All
1: right. So you can tell that there is a way to get up there that you would have to like go from from place to place. Basically, mechanically speaking, you'd have to make a new stealth check, one uh, d four times, one d four number of times to get up there. Uh, we'll say one d four plus two. So go ahead and roll a d four.
4: I got a one.
1: Okay, so three stealth checks to get up that route, if that makes sense. So there's yeah. three opportunities for this, the snipers to see you.
4: Guys. Is it likely that I'll have uh, fire capability from each position? Will I be able to get access to them to at least take a relatively clear shot?
1: Repeat that question, Ruben. Well, first
4: off, I told I told you that I was going to tell that to other people mm-hmm. and then go straight up the center, but. The time it would take me to tell somebody that is the time it would take them to just look for themselves so i am going to take that path but my question is at each stage that i stop of those three stages is there theoretically do i have a, a clear fi- uh, fire path i may not i mean they may be under good cover but do you think that i'll have a, a, an option for a shot at it
1: you would be able to like fire while you're moving between cover um you wouldn't be in a good position to get like a, a nice aimed shot at them because you're yeah. aiming up at them the whole well, thing that's fine. but so you could I'm do a like, cover fire a, a effectively. Like keep head down. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah
1: okay, okay so you're gonna start on that route yeah i'm doing then that's your turn coriander that brings it to you
4: um
2: they're probably not in firing distance from where we are then right like if i fired my a shotgun, gunshot
1: yeah for sure you could absolutely shoot. even me. my
2: shotgun you think that
1: Um, A gun, yeah, the shotgun, you would lose the negative, or you would lose the plus two that comes with the shotgun's bonus at that range, but you could still shoot, it would just be a flat roll.
2: Could I do some shenanigans?
1: Perhaps, what shenanigans?
2: Would I possibly be eight volt? there's not really like a ton of need for it, I just think it would be cool to put two nerve toxins into my shotgun and fire it instead.
1: Absolutely not.
2: Dang, it'd be cool, fine, I'll just fire. Um, You said there's four dudes?
1: Uh, three Reuben saw three okay. and pointed out three. So that's how many has been seen.
2: Well, then I'm going to at least fire back in the direction of, cause even if I don't hit him, I want them to know we are armed. Enough. So in
1: the cover, in their cover position where they're at, you'll be at a negative two to hit them, but you can still totally roll the hit. Okay,
4: cool.
1: So um, negative two to your skill with the gun and your dexterity, plus your roll on the dice. Okay.
4: <laughs> what dice do I roll? 10.
1: 10? Yeah. That's a hit. Uh, let me roll. Okay. Go ahead and roll your damage. Now you're only going to do half of your damage because of the way that they're at and positioning. You're not able to get like a super good solid hit on them. Eight
2: 10, six, That's
1: 12. 12. So half of that is 6. Okay. And then I need to do their armor. This is armor. why the
2: Nerf toxin would have been cool, because mm. then even if I didn't cause them damage, I caused them.
1: If it penetrates their armor.
2: Right, but the okay. damage on that is honestly bigger than mine. My-
1: so you have <coughs> you have dealt an insignificant amount of damage, but what you have done is you've um, startled them. So you you basically caused one of the attacks, caused them to lose an attack.
2: Let's get the fuck out of here, y'all.
1: So, Friendly is going to hold his action to aim down the side of this new gun. That's going to give him a plus two to his hit when he attacks at the end of the round. Alrighty, and that brings it to the other two scavengers are going to make hits. Uh, That was everyone with fast reaction time.
2: Can I add my attractiveness to my next shot? (laughs) Or women, I'm not picking. Okay,
1: they roll with a seven okay they get a nine they're going to roll they're going to fire the the first guy that that shoots is going to fire at the survivors um i needed to roll the survivors on the initiative forgot to put them there oh nice jesus so the survivors just rolled a 21 on the dice for their initiative so they're actually going to pop in to just below friendly. So mechanically speaking, the way that the survivors are going to work is that they are treated as one creature in initiative. And for every 25 points of damage that they take, it's going to be a death of somebody basically. It's just Uh a quick and dirty way of treating them as a mass, yeah. Now some of them can make attacks if they're in if they're in a position to do it. Right now they're uh, in ambush, so they're they're not going to be good in this combat. But if you guys are set up in the future and you guys are trying to ambush someone or in different scenarios, you can potentially utilize some of them in different various ways. Uh, mostly, I just don't want them to get in your way. Okay, so the scavengers hit the survivors, and he's going to do. D8 times 5. I need a D8. Thank you, sir. Man, those are hefty. Uh, 5 times 5. So that takes out one survivor. That's a bummer. Okay, so the first sniper takes his shot and he pops one of the survivors, like, right in the head and he... this guy just drops. He was taking a few like panic step to, steps back to get into this tunnel that that they've all just been uh just come through so basically the survivors are attempting to move back into this tunnel but they're being fired off Let's see there's gonna be one more attack from this from the scavengers that hits he's also attacking the survivors oh can i go ahead and roll that DA for me Two. Okay, so that's just 10, so that's not too bad. Okay, so he hits and like clips another survivor in the shoulder. Um, That's their turn, so that's gonna take it to Evan. My good sir Evan, you see your fellow men, these fellow survivors, fellow humans, (gasps) are getting shot to pieces by these snipers. Chucking uh, a molotov.
3: Chucking a molotov at the closest at uh, the closest okay. one first. So that's that is going to be about a hundred
1: feet. Yeah. I think that puts it within range. Did you look at the range on the? <coughs> <Molotov>? <coughs> okay, let me uh, check I that and see range. That's right. So it's it's should be like the same as a thrown grenade. So, yeah, you're only at a negative one. Okay. So go ahead and throw that molotov with a negative one, and it's a throwing skill with dexterity. All right, and that is uh,
3: with the minus one,
1: a nine. That hits all right, and a Molotov's a really good attack against a sniper because like that's an area of effect, and that's gonna land on their fucking map uh, or yeah, turn.
3: Uh, the way that I, because I read it just for those listening, uh, if the if someone is at the contact point when it explodes, they take a D six times three damage every turn. And if they move into the area afterwards, it's a d4 times 2. Nice. Because of the burn.
1: Nice. So that initial damage is going to be, the first turn will be uh, what? You said d6 times 3? Uh, for the person
3: that makes contact with is a d6 times 3 every turn. If nice. they go into the area, it's a d4 times 2. Nice.
1: Okay. Two. So um, th- let's see what your damage is uh, 12. Okay. And now uh, that's going to get through their armor and then double. So let's see, they reduce two, so that's 20. And he's on fire. And he's on fire. And then if I have the ability, I would like to
3: run forward and kind of anchor behind a rock or something if there's one available, and then I'm going to basically, I'm just going to chuck one, chuck at the next one, chuck at the one after that. Okay. In subsequent turns.
1: In subsequent turns, okay. so. First, go ahead and make a uh, basically a stealth roll. It's just to establish how good your cover is, and that's just to give them something to shoot against, basically. And since I don't have stealth, is this just straight
3: dexterity
1: or intelligence? It would be, I think in this scenario, it's going to be intelligence because it's sort of your ability to decide where your cover is Okay. and would situational awareness work yeah you can go ahead and around add around situational around. awareness and even street smarts if you have it i think because I so, you've it's droughtland you've probably been in a gunfight so before four. Okay. So or around it at least
3: that is a nine on the dot
1: ladies and gentlemen okay so that's just a standard hit that's not uh great but that's not bad right yeah. it's it's I, not stick ass st- sticking out the back of you yeah, yeah yeah i'm
3: not gonna get poked in the ass by a uh, poker
1: lavender now this is a pretty intense extreme scenario you know the, di- the good power good dynamics deal. have changed here a little bit in society are you whipping it out or are you gonna play nice and cool still
4: no, play it nice and cool for a second yeah okay okay yeah we'll see next okay around, so. all right so <laughs> recap
1: so uh the three there was one shot hit the rock above you guys as right. the, the six of you guys sort of led the them out of the tunnel uh as soon as that happened ruben uh took i believe a shot and then took no, off I didn't. running. You didn't take a shot? I, I, haven't, I haven't shot
4: done. yet. I just Right, so you just took walks, off, yeah. And then I took, so I took a shot.
1: Ruben, Ruben called out where they were. Sorry, that was the first yeah. thing you did. So as soon as that happened, Ruben pointed out three people, uh, where they <clears> were, <throat> were to everybody, and then he took off running. Um, immediately after that, Coriander.
2: I shot at the one guy and I didn't really do much. I just did six points of damage, but it was right. enough.
1: But she so, distracted him from yeah. that. And then Evan has thrown a uh, a Molotov that did hit a guy and that guy is screaming and flailing. Uh, and then also one of the survivor group was, was shot. Shot,
4: yeah. Uh, okay. I think the first thing that I'm gonna do is make sure that Coriander is okay. I'm fine. You white fine. I'm fine.
2: fine. And then um,
4: just like stand there and like shoot at the, the guy. Yeah.
1: So there's yeah. three snipers. Which one are you going to, are you going to target? Not the
4: one on fire.
1: Not the one on, to, on fire. Yeah. Okay. So Coriander this. hit yeah. one. Um, Evan hit another. Are you going to hit the third then? Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and roll your hit with the uh, pistol. Okay. It does so not hit. Three on the die, so you get a total of four.
2: No, no. two on the die. Two on the
1: die, okay. <laughs> so you completely missed. Do you want to do anything else? Just say
4: fuck.
1: Do you want to like take cover or are you just going to stand and-
4: just stand, Like just stand right there. Yeah, like, oh, i <laughs> like, no, uh, oh no. Uh, yeah, I will.
2: Stop it.
1: <laughs> okay, so roll an intelligence and stealth. 12. Okay, yeah. so you're at a
2: 12.
1: Alright, Baja, that's you, my man. Alright, so
0: there's not anybody near enough that I can smack. Mm-mm. And I'm not super good with guns. I think I'm gonna take off after Ruben.
1: Following Ruben. Okay. Yeah, I
0: think that's- I think that's my best bet.
1: So Ruben and Baja. I'm putting three marks next to you guys because that's how many stealth checks. Had to be made, so essentially that's how many turns this route is going to take to get up to the top. Now, remember, you are going uphill, this is a big room, so it, it is a lot, but that's how long it's
0: going I won't just this. pause, will I ruin his stealth if I fuck
1: up? You will both have to take stealth, but you're not close enough behind him, I don't think, to to like necessarily mess up his. All right, cool.
4: Yeah. I seem to guarantee you probably uh, help me because maybe they'll shoot you if I'm not closer. There we go.
1: Come along. Yeah, I'll come along. Why not? Okay. So, your first round of making those checks will start on uh, Ruben's turn, which starts at the top of the initiative. Okay. Okay. Um, At the end of the initiative, Dr. Obara is going to start um, orchestrating getting these survivors back into the tunnel. And Friendly is going to go ahead and make his shot. Now, he already had a six, and he's going to. He took his turn to aim, so he's rolling with an eight. So, he's going to fire at. The last um the last sniper that hasn't been hit. Oh my god, he got a one.
4: Friendly <laughs> <laughs> the idea and is get the damn bastards. He got He's a gonna negative do a four. That
1: led <clears throat> you handed Friendly the the clockwork pistol, which I specifically said is like jams extra easily. Immediately he takes an aim for the full round, goes to fire it, winds up with a negative four. The whole thing just jams in his hey. hands. <sighs> Cannot trust this new craftsmanship. I'm telling you what. And then he sticks it into his pocket and he goes to pull out his ball and pin pistol, like his good old standard. <laughs> so he has completely wasted his turn, but at least he's got a second cut. <laughs> Ruben, that takes it back up to you at the top of the round. Okay, I'm uh, making my first
4: run to the first Heidi uh, hole. Um, and I do a
1: stealth check here. Yeah, you just need to meet a a nine, basically to be, um, quieter than, or like, less obvious than everything else going on in the room, and not to- There's a lot going on in the room. Yeah. So you're not even willing to resist it against them, you're just trying to not be loud enough to draw attention. Thirteen. All right, you're good.
4: Also, I can fire on the moon, you said.
1: Yes, between them now. Um, Would that if, mess
4: up your stealth?
1: Yeah, you're basically gonna either need to stealth or fire, I'm and you're gonna fire. Okay, I'm so
2: might as well. I mean, they know. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's fine. It just basically changes the scenario a little. So go ahead and shoot. Um, now there's there's the three. The first one uh was distracted. The second one is on fire from the molotov, and the third one hasn't been hit yet. Which one are you gonna aim at? But,
4: uh, well, if that's one of to one of the sides, I'll go because I'm going up the sides. So I would
1: just... say that the the third one would be the closest, assuming you're taking like the the far route. Yeah, yeah. So fine. go ahead and um, roll the hit. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, that hits. Now roll the damage. You're only doing half damage because of like the cover position that they're in.
4: Half is 14. Okay. Oh, wait, I forgot my damage modifier. Oh, I don't have any damage
1: modifier. mind. we're good. Now, you can technically spend a chip to add a D6 if you'd like, okay. All right, so you you clip one of the snipers and he has lost his uh, initiative for this next round and he has taken some damage, but... um... Oh, I forgot to do his armor, so it actually takes a little bit less. How much damage did you say you did? 14. 14? So he still takes 14. Okay. (laughs) He negated half, but then it's multiplied by two, so. Alrighty. (laughs) Or you've got more attacks. Did you want to take a Did you want to go ahead and take your second uh, attack? Sure. What the Uh. So
4: four minus the one plus the nine is 12.
1: 12? All right. That also hits. You shooting the same guy? Yeah. Okay, you're probably gonna take him out. Let's see the damage. Um actually I probably won't. Um it would be eight. Ooh, maybe. Let's see what his armor reduces. Alright, his armor reduces five, so three gets two through and is doubled to six. He is still alive. Okay. Alright. He is definitely having a bad time though. He's gonna probably turn to attack you this next round.
4: More power doing.
1: Alright. That's gonna take it to Coriander.
2: Um so, like, the guy Ruben's fighting is the most hurt now, at this point?
1: Um, the... they all have been hurt somewhat. Okay.
4: There's the guy on fire, <laughs> the guy that's been clipped, and the guy, the guy that I shot twice, so... Yeah,
2: and I barely clipped that guy. He only took, like, six damage. Um, I'm gonna shoot at the guy on fire.
1: Okay, okay. the guy that I haven't hit. That's a yeah. good target. Alright, so their sniping position gives you a negative two. So that you're... just
2: cancels out my shotgun proficiency, right?
1: So. Uh, well, that, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool.
2: Exactly a nine.
1: All right, that's a hit. Mm-hmm. Roll that shotgun damage. Let's see it. <laughs> Total. All right, okay. he reduces it all. So you, uh, you feel like you got a good solid hit, but it doesn't even I really. I
0: didn't do
1: it. <laughs> All right, that's going to take it to Friendly. He's going to begin the process of aiming again. And then the survivors are going to make a a round. I'm going to go ahead and do, say that they have two rounds before they're all cleared. So this will be the first of two rounds before they are all cleared. And then the scavengers have all lost their rounds. Now, Ruben, the one that you fired on twice, you see he's dropped his sniper and has pulled his uh, his sidearm, which is just a big old knife. Okay. And Evan, that goes to you, my man. So you have, have hit this one guy, you want to go ahead and roll that fire damage out the gate? Yes, sir. That would be another 12. Ooh, you hear this guy screaming in agony like he is fully burning underneath his armor plate. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable.
3: Mm, he's being cooked it's like the iron bull almost uh
1: so i'm going to love me some fire damage just like a free uh, attack man throw
3: another one at the guy who uh is still sniping
1: okay so the that was the closest guy um or i'm sorry that was the middle guy i think at one point we got these guys switched so Regardless of what I, I, I said a second ago, the guy that you hit with the Molotov is the middle of the three. Um, so you will be aiming at the at the closest one now.
4: Okay.
3: I love
1: hey. Let's see. It's
3: definitely a success. Uh, let's see. So that's uh, 11.
1: 11 hits. Let's see the damage.
3: Hey, that one was not as good.
1: Nine. Nine, he reduces three, which means six gets through and is doubled, but doesn't even need to because he only had six left. So you chuck uh, this Molotov and it hits him. You wanna describe his um, agonizing death for us all?
3: He uh, just instinctually, even though uh, it is not funny to him, uh, what goes off in his mind is the, uh, what's the equivalent of disco and, Disco and uh, just so disco, disco is in all universes. Okay. Yes. So, he, he, so in his mind, as yes, he is slowly dying, all he hears is "burn, baby, burn." Disco, disco and burn, burn. Oh yeah. And then he promptly like shrivels up and like starts like, yeah, he's doing his gym, think. Think if you, ever, if you ever put a if you ever put a uh, potato in a microwave and cooked it too long, like where the skin outside like breaks
1: open. That's what happens yeah. now.
0: you, you, you glad with We the provided forks. our own sound effects. Yeah. It's like our own back.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, like- it
1: didn't spike at all. It's perfect. All right. right. So Evan gets the first kill of the game, I think. No, not actually. Yeah. No, second. No, no second of the, because of the raptor. First human first kill. Human kill first human kill goes to Evan, and I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> <laughs> <The second laughs> a that was an happy moment. That was a lovely. All so right, Lavender, great. that
2: <laughs> brings nice it to man. you. Throw Nice, <laughs> <Throwing. laughs> nice toss
1: and to Evan, go ahead and give me another stealth roll for throwing that second Molotov. Uh, it's, so it's intelligence and stealth. Um, situational awareness will add if you'd like. Okay. Uh, so 11, 13. 13, okay, cool. Much better cover than your last one.
4: Can I just, I just want to shoot the bro. with the, the With one. your crossbow? Yeah, the one who still needs to be hit.
1: So there is the one that has switched to his sidearm and then there's one that's on fire and looks very, very bummed up, like he's about to die.
4: I have cruelty as a drawback. I let him take longer
1: to die. Okay, so. let's continue to eat into the mic. That'll make really, really good audio choices. <laughs> At ASMR, least they're not chips. yeah.
3: Oh, uh, while we're taking this break so she can chew, uh, what is the odor of the cooked human flesh like?
4: Bacon.
1: I guess it's bacon.
3: Like bacon? Okay. Yeah,
1: but like-
0: Humans smell like bacon. But
1: like BO, oh, yeah. bacon. I'm just curious. Bacon and BO, because these guys are definitely sweaty and gross. Okay. Like...
4: Oh, that will just dissipated.
1: All right. Are we got the hair smell burning smell too. Mm-hmm. Is...
4: Yeah.
1: You want to go ahead and roll your hit with the crossbow? Roll. Lavender, you want to go ahead and roll your hit with the crossbow? That's
4: what I'm doing. Okay. I had to swat well before I said yes, though.
1: Giggity.
4: Even though it should be the other way around, right? Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, i mean, the best of all possible worlds. Yeah. Nine.
1: Okay, nine plus your... So you've got a negative two to hit them where they're at because of their cover. Do you have a skill with the crossbow? No. Or do you have a skill with a rifle or anything like that? No, I don't think
2: you have any yeah. gun stuff. So that's a negative two a
1: negative. combined with a negative two for them being in cover, I which puts you at a negative, negative four, four to your straight roll plus your dexterity. Yeah.
2: Eight, nine, ten, eleven,
1: minus four. So you hit a seven. Yeah. Okay. With a seven you miss and the arrow just whizzes right by this guy who's on Damn fire. It. Yeah. All right. Baja, that's you, my man. Now you are on your first round of dashing up this, this, um, path i'm mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and give me a stealth roll yeah
0: just uh intelligence
1: intelligence yeah. and stealth Okay. or situational awareness or both
0: uh oh situational awareness okay so i've got a total of six
1: six okay you fail so you are drawing attention to yourself six. the smell of the blueberry scroll. Basically, uh, instead of a success, you get a failure, but you're continuing on. Anyway.
0: Can I, uh, so... I guess, can I attempt to fire?
1: Yeah, do you have a gun to yeah, fire? Yeah, I have a gun,
0: yeah. Yeah, okay, so um, I just wanna be like, this is my first time holding a gun. Ruben, where's the safety? <laughs> on one of those, there's no safety. No, uh, there's none? <laughs> Kinda like shoot it off into the side, like, okay, cool. Now you've got another shot. <laughs> okay. I'm going to shoot at the guy close. I'm going to shoot to the guy closest to me. No, that would be me. Shoot up there. I'm going to shoot the guy
1: okay, who's so not the on guy, my team that
0: is closest to me. Wait,
1: me. So the guy that has pulled his sidearm is the one that would be closest to you. So go ahead and roll your hit, the D10, plus your dexterity, plus your skill with the weapon, which should be all columnized on your weapon mm-hmm. stat. Uh, that is a
0: uh, 11.
1: 11 hits. What? What gun is it?
0: It's the double shot
1: repeater. It is a D six times four. Oh, what was your total hit on the on the uh, on the attack? Then you said fourteen. Eleven. Eleven. Oh, and eleven. Okay, so that's two bullets. So roll your damage and then times two. Six. Okay, so six times four, so twenty four. Yeah. Pl- um, and then it's per bullet, so forty eight. Is how much you. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. So you wow. hit with forty eight. Wow. Yeah.
2: The the best shot game. of the whole damn game. Nice.
1: This is what All right, so, so his, his armor guns. is going to absorb four of that. Oh. So this guy pulls out his, or this guy throws his sniper down, pulls out his, his uh, big old blade, his big old bowie knife, and gets ready for Ruben to, to rush him. And then you just pull your shotgun up to your shoulder. It's a repeater. A repeater, sorry. So you pull your repeater up to your shoulder and just pop him with like, uh two bullets right in the chest and he is entirely dead
0: no oh oh i killed somebody good oh, job i'm gonna be sick
3: don't worry it gets easier oh
0: i'm gonna be sick i'll oh, put oh. your own blueberry scone into oh, your mouth I'm
4: gonna be,
3: oh, what's be good
1: sick. for that is blueberry scones
4: buddy i
0: can't
1: oh boy go ahead and roll a willpower check yeah i'm gonna <laughs> say i'm gonna put
0: take a willpower. Roll for panic attack put uh, a four plus two that's a six
1: okay you have a failure so that is going to be a roll on the sanity chart, then.
0: Oh my wait, God. this. Bosh has never killed anyone before, though. This would definitely fuck with his head. It does get easier. Absolutely. Uh, okay. I can't
1: tell me. <laughs> Using the fear table, roll a d10, subtract the willpower of the character, and apply any fear test penalties as bonuses. So a negative four penalty to a fear test would count as a plus four bonus to the fear table roll. Now you have no negatives for this particular person because it's not good it with someone that you knew you're in a life or death situation. So you don't have any negatives. So it's a uh, 10 plus your willpower or subtract your willpower. Sorry. Zero. Zero. Okay. You get physical reaction Fear causes a messy physical reaction, often involving bodily functions oh, best left to use activation. promptly
0: vomits. <laughs> Not only just is this out.
1: embarrassing, but it imposes a minus one penalty to all actions for d4 turns. Lose d4 essence points. So first take f- d4 essence damage.
0: Three.
1: So just three off of your essence. And then you're gonna go ahead and roll a d4 and see how many turns you have a negative one. Okay. So for two turns, you have the negative one, which is the same amount of turns left in your attempt to get to the top.
0: Like I said, Baja kills somebody, looks around, looks at Reuben in particular because he's the person who told him how guns work, and then promptly vomits on the mine floor.
1: Nice. All right. Dr. Obara has successfully pushed these guys back in. Uh, They have one more turn and then all of the survivors will be back in the tunnel and out of the range of gunfire now there is only one dude left that you guys have seen and he's on fire friendly is going to go ahead and make his uh attack on him his world's on fire (laughs) how
2: about yours yeah
1: love me some matchbox 20. uh friendly rolls a two and misses completely again he's not necessarily the best shot here hmm no i lied hang on friendly has a plus two because he is, was aiming and he has a six on his orange attack. So actually he hits. Does he shoot
0: the, does he kill the flaming man? Roll,
1: roll me a D4 if you don't, or a D8, I'm sorry, if you don't mind. Six. So six times four. So he does 24 damage. This guy reduces five, which is not enough to save him given that he has two. Evan, how does this flaming uh, man react to being shot he's in strange, the head? He's screeching, trying
3: desperately to put himself out, while also trying to occasionally take a pot shot. And as he's doing this, he just kind of glances, and just super extended view looks down the barrel and slow motion, watches the bullet as it comes towards him. Goes ah! in the eye, out the back of the head. Ooh. And then you he see is, the x ray
1: shot with like the skull crush. Yeah, and then you the
3: see that. Uh, I was wondering how he sees for seven seconds and feels a. and doesn't feel a pain because his nerves are already fried from the fire and
1: then just goes black. Alright, before we do any dramatic else's turn, I need to roll you a you know, initiative wow. for somebody. Oh. As the last of the snipers is uh, headshotted by a, by a friendly who's leaned against a, uh, a stalagmite you near know, the base of the cavern floor, a, uh, a sort of bone-scraping, scratching sound comes from farther back past where the snipers were on this sort of mesa de you if you will, at the top of this cavern and uh, stepping forward is obviously the leader of this small band of scavengers. He's pieced together this massive suit of armor from what appears to be uh, a number of different miners and soldiers who he's either found or murdered and taken their stuff. Um, Presumably someone who has taken advantage of this apocalyptic cataclysmic event and uh, decided to up his station in life by gathering this small but um, ultimately, fairly ineffective group of uh, marksmen together. But he, however, himself does appear to be somewhat impressive. He's sporting a, a massive cutlass that's uh, fairly nice. Obviously, a recent steal from someone probably unbroken in in battle. And in the other hand, he has a ball-and-pin pistol, but it's a nice one with two barrels and a nice scope on it.
3: Can I check a, a, a lightning grenade at him while I see him?
1: Um, well, or let's we see, wait for initiative? he has joined initiative. So that is not to you yet. That actually gets you back to Ruben. Um, Ruben, you can go ahead and make another stealth check. Same principle applies for this guy. If he's still would. standing? Yeah.
4: So he's not undercover.
1: No, he's sort of stepped forward and he's got- I'm his... gonna
4: shoot him twice. All right. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, 14 on the first shot.
1: All right.
4: And 12 on the second.
1: So he's rolling a dodge against this. He's got bullet speed, so he can dodge these without uh, ending his round pro. Oh my God, we're fighting Neo. <laughs> so let's see he hits a... the white rabbit. Do you want to take the blue pill, is it red? Pill? He does not dodge either hit, so you, you hit him twice. Let's see the damage.
4: Uh, 8 times 4 is uh, 32, right? 16? Yeah, 32. And uh, 6 times 4 is 24. So 32 and 24,
1: 56. Okay, okay. let's see what his armor does.
4: Hopefully it protects. I mean for him,
2: hopefully for him.
1: Now fuck that
3: motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, dying. for real,
2: fuck that motherfucker.
1: Okay. What was your total again, Ruben? Uh, 56. Okay. So he blocks, um, 28 of that. So 56 minus 28. 28? Cool. All right. So he takes 28. All right. That's both of your shots. You want to go for the next second round? Damn straight. Okay. So, uh, or actually hang on. You fired one oh, round I each load. last turn. So you got a load. load. So you will will have to spend the rest of this route. But are you abandoning your stealth, basically, or do you want to try and- I'm
4: abandoning my stealth. Yeah, okay. I too have bullet okay. speed.
1: Do you want to try and make a, a cover move, or are you just gonna basically charge No,
4: it? I want him to stay standing.
1: Okay. So I'm, so I'm just gonna, gonna stand, stand like him while reloading my pistol. All so right, stairs. Coriander, that Not takes it like to it. you.
2: Yeah, I'm just gonna fire at him too. Okay. I don't give a shit. Uh,
1: so, you're uh, still at a negative two to hit him.
2: Yeah, still at a negative two, but that cancels out my bonus. So, it's just a flat roll plus my dexterity. <laughs> got a nine on the die, got a 12
1: to hit. Okay, he's gonna roll to dodge that. Or, no, I guess he can't because he already rolled to dodge uh, one round this turn. I'm fuck
2: him up. Oh, roll wait, you Oh,
1: damage? A, to roll my damage? Yeah. Oh. something inside. Uh, 18. Okay. He blocks... He blocks all of it. <laughs> so your, uh, the flak shot from your shotgun just like, clings against his armor and ricochets off. He's got a lot of steel and like a lot of different alloys going on here. Okay, Friendly is going to uh, begin, uh, once again, hold his round. Actually, Friendly is going to reload. <laughs> Friendly is going to reload because he only had the two uh, Two chambers. The survivors are on their last round, ra- turn to get out of there. So fortunately, you guys have effectively um, prevented the snipers from killing any more of the survivors. So there was one person lost and one person slightly injured, but- um, And the
2: doctor got in the tunnel
1: too. And the doctor too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, the doctor does have one more turn, but uh, unless this boss decides to shoot it's past really all of you guys her. and fire on her, yeah. She's probably fine. So let's see. That makes it his turn. So first thing he's gonna do is he is going to aim at Reuben and he's gonna fire his pistol. So let's see, he has got, he rolls with a five and he's gonna aim down his sight, so he's gonna actually have a six. Oh, that's a 15 to hit, Reuben. You can go ahead and make a dodge if you'd like, that bullet speed. Uh, six plus bullet
4: speed. Do I add anything to that or is it just the fact that I, I get the roll? You
1: rate? can roll the dodge and not injure round a prone. That's the benefit oh, okay. that it gives you. Okay. So you don't actually add but it. But then I would
4: okay. also add dexterity to the roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. So ten.
1: So ten. And he got a fifteen, so he hits you, unfortunately. Um, so he's gonna go ahead and deal damage. Now check what your armor value is. Um it's kind the, of a it'll t- go the shield anybody. first on the defense draw. Um, oh, yeah, you did activate the... Did you activate your defense drone? Yeah, that was the yeah. first thing I did okay. before. I almost saw where everybody was. So your defense drone has what for the armor value again? D6 times d uh, D6
4: times two, I just rolled a six, times two Babe. is 12.
1: Babe, can you hand me one of my D8s from that stack down there? I somehow ended up without it. I was about
2: to toss it, but that makes Thank more. Thank you. Fun.
1: What was that, Reuben? Oh, I don't get to roll the clear. Oh, uh, a
4: total of 12, it was a... Six, it's D6 time.
1: Okay, so it absorbs 12. Um, Let me deal his damage real quick. Okay, he rolls a six for a total of 24. So it absorbs 12 on the armor value, which means 12 comes off of its HP. Okay. All right, that's his first hit. He's gonna go ahead and make another one at negative two, which means this round he'll roll with a four. And he's gonna fire once again at Ruben. Okay, so that's eight on the die, which means he rolls, he hits with a twelve. You can't roll, you can't dodge more than one attack in a round. Um, so he, yeah, you clearly, clearly couldn't. So he hits you once again. That's gonna be oh, he rolls an eight on the die for damage. Damn. Okay, so that's thirty-two against your armor value for the drone. What's he? What's he get?
4: Oh, the armor value. I roll that again. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Uh, it's a it's a variable each time. time. Oh look at that. Twelve.
1: So uh he what did I just say? Thirty two? Yeah. Yeah. So he Absorbs twelve and then takes the rest off of that, so that drum is completely drained out to nothing. So Yeah, you do need to take an I'll action to, 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 swing, to swing it. You'll have to do that on your turn, That's um, and then that will be considered an action. All right, well, he shot. He's gonna actually go ahead. I know because he's got uh, just a double barrel, so he can't make more than two ranged attacks per round, which is really good because he would keep shooting all day long. Um, but he is going to then go ahead and ready for when you for if you come up at him so he's he's ready with his uh, cutlass. All right and that is going to take it to Evan. my good man you see this uh, Adonis of metal if you will. what are you gonna do about it? the fireball because the metal will help cook him better. All right nice And that is is 11, 11. 11. all right. You hit with an 11. Roll your initial damage for the uh, fire. 12. Okay. I'm going to have the armor value against the fire. Okay. So you did 12 initially. Okay. So four gets through, doubled to eight. So he takes eight damage from that firebomb initial attack. But now he is lit on fire. All right. And that's going to take it to Lavender. Lavender, where are we at?
0: gonna hex
1: bolt him. You're gonna hex bolt him? Yeah. Are you gonna attempt to do this with a stealth check? So nobody else sees it? I mean, there's not, you'd have to pretty much get an insane stealth check. I would say it'd be like a negative 10 to try and stealth bolt with a hex, but it is the middle of a battle. So maybe you could try and convince people it wasn't And there's someone
3: screaming on fire, which is very distracting.
1: That's true, yeah. So like, I'm allowing it because circumstantially you might be able to, but you'd be at a negative 10 if you want to try to do stuff. I
4: mean, I can try stuff, but I mean like at this point I'm not concerned. I just want to keep
1: moving. You just want to get this guy. Okay.
4: Yeah.
1: All right, so go ahead and roll your hit now. Um, I'm
4: using 10 essence.
1: Okay, thank you. So 10 essence. So you're charging 10 essence into this bolt. Yeah. Uh, we established between this episode and the last time that you cast Hex Bolt that you have a plus three to it based on your attunement. Right. Um, so it's the plus three plus your...
4: Perception and alignment bonus. So yeah. Okay. All so,
1: right, so... So your perception, and then it, you would add the plus one, I think, cause you have the language uh, voodoo. So four plus... so 12. 12 to hit, that'll hit him. So Lavender, you feel this tingle that you haven't felt in like almost 10 years probably, right? And it starts like at the base of your spine and begins to work its way out, just like almost slowing time down around you as you charge your essence up from deep within, this force that kind of controls and binds all nature together. And uh, the tips of your fingers begin to feel static and begin to radiate with this red energy. And then what, you just, hurl that bolt at him um roll go and roll your damage so it's uh you burn 10 essence into this right
4: yes however question yes right because i want to aim for like the part of his body that's not covered by armor right so
1: yeah you can target a body a body part you'll be at a negative to your hit you technically should have declared it first because it'd be a negative but i'll let that slide in this case Uh because you got the 12 and that would be enough to go ahead and target a head. so instead of his chest armor value he'll do his head and armor value.
4: So, alright, so just what is it? Let's see. One D six times will. So
1: But isn't it per five essence? Per mid? five. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
4: So whatever I get multiply by two. So five times three so fifteen so thirty.
1: Thirty? Yeah. Alright, he's gonna roll his armor value. So his armor value for his head is just the D six times three. He gets a 3, so he reduces 9 of that, which means 21 gets through and is multiplied. Oh, and actually, I'm sorry, hex hex bolts deal energy damage. So energy damage, This real quick, inflicts energy damage. The armor value of physical armor is halved and damage is doubled. So he dealt nine, or he uh, blocked nine. So rounded up to 10, Habit to five. five. So he only blocked five. So you actually dealt 25, and then oh, yeah. that's a total of 50. Lavender, for the first time in a 10 man. years, probably, and in quite a while, you flash back to like that last hex bolt that you threw in a desperate attempt to break the walls of Backer down and bring an apocalypse of T-Rexes onto your old child slaver. This distant memory that you have gone over time and time again and thought, why did I do that?
4: I couldn't and have thrown it anywhere
1: else. In this moment, you think, For the first time, you're redeemed. And finally, after all this time, you hurl this hex bolt through the air and it just smacks into this dude's head and his head just explodes like a fucking pumpkin. Like it just shatters everywhere. His armor is just blown apart. And like, we cut to like a nice tight shot of like his helmet just landing like And it's like curled back, like the metal's all curled back from where his head blew open. And as you perform this in front of everyone, everyone that's in the room, which at this point includes Reuben, your sister Coriander, Friendly, Baja, Evan, and Dr. Obara have now all seen you perform this highly taboo voodoo, and clearly you perform it well and with an experienced hand. There's a heavy silence in the, in the cavern as you know, the crackling fire of these two dead bodies sort of lingers. Nice shot. And then there's a slow, from across the cavern, not up by where the snipers were, but where you guys would have been headed. There's uh, the darkness of the recess of the next tunnel. And walking out of it, like, well-trained pets, sort of nipping at each other playfully, is a fairly large pair of Velociraptors. They sort of scamper and run like together, like they may have been raised and so trained they together.
2: They're not the they ones were clapping. not the ones clapping. Dang! Just two tiny Dang. little Velociraptor arms.
1: Walking out of the darkness behind them, however, slowly clapping is a tall, pale, slender woman. She has oh a single lock of red, bright red hair. Her whole head is shaved, but the single lock running down her back. She she has a staff, she's covered in amulets. She wears like black robes with like brown patches and patterns from different sorts of tribes and different societies and She has all of the obvious reeking aspects of a practiced occult voodoo spellcaster. She like walks past one of the Velociraptors and just pets and rubs her hand down its back in a very familiar way. And uh, as everyone in the room sort of takes a a, a beat to reassess this, um, she takes her opportunity and says,
2: Very impressive i haven't seen a hex bolt like that in some time you are exactly what i need i'm wondering how much power you have in there and could i borrow
1: some That's where we'll end our session. Well, as long as we're borrowing things,
0: could I borrow a Tic Tac? I am.
1: <laughs> Eat a your damn
3: soy. scone. <laughs> It'll like, sell your stomach and freshen your breast. It, blue- it was a blueberry cucumber mint scone.
2: mint. <laughs> <laughs> like the fancy water at a uh, wedding dress facility. Or a
3: really good infused vodka. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. Once again, I have been your narrator, Jay Muskrat. Today's episode featured David Rice as Reuben Isaacs, Josh S. as Evan Brewer, Jackie B. as Lavender Cooper, Elizabeth Muskrat as Coriander Cooper, and Caleb Lynn as Baja Tarweed. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Droughtland Pod. Check us out for content like character designs, maps, and updates about the show. Music in today's story was used under Creative Commons license. Additional credits can be found in the episode description. Droughtland is played using Eden Studio's Unisystem, which can be found in All Flesh Must Be Eaten, CJ Carella's Witchcraft, and Terra Primate, amongst others. If you enjoyed today's story, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us a message or a tweet and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. We'll be back with Chapter 14 on Thursday, June 9th. Once again, thanks for listening. And remember, even raptors need love.